Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not much, dude. Uh, Happy New Year to you and yours. Yeah. Yeah. First show of the new year. The 2017 dudes. When did we, what year did we start this? Uh, like 1993, I think. I think so. We didn't record any of those, but, uh. Before podcast, it was started. Yeah. Yeah. And who better to bring the new year in with us than Bert, the Stormtrooper? Yeah. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah. Welcome, Bert. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Hey, I think I'm going to have to go get my sunglasses. <laughs> you got quite, glare on my face. Quite, quite the glare <laughs> on your face. It must be reflecting off the, all that snow that we have, right? Yeah. we got so much, you know. Maybe an inch and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, for East Tennessee, that's like... Snowmageddon, as they call it. Yeah. Did you, guess, did you have some milk sandwiches? Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because everybody went and got the milk and bread. <laughs> yeah. Everybody always goes to the store, and you, actually, I actually took a picture of the. I went to go get a case of beer, but I happened to see that the, <laughs> that the milk freezer, or the milk fridge, was just completely empty. Yeah. For an inch and a half of snow. Mm-hmm. That lasted. Half a day. <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Double Dragon 2. All right. Yeah, and we got Bert on, and uh, I think Bert originally had wanted to talk Double Dragon 1, but we covered that one, like, episode 2. Yeah, like, the... long time ago. The famous episode 2 where... Tom Arnold first appeared? Tom Arnold would be <laughs> impressed, first came around. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I was recording that episode in a basement. <laughs> That's true. I was recording in a basement too. That's right. Basement, bro. Ba- basement dudes. <laughs> basement dudes, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, but we're going to talk about Double Dragon 2 today, the sequel. Yeah. And um, I guess let's just kick into it. You got some history for us, Justin? Uh, sure. 
And Bert, feel free if you know more history than we do, jump right on yeah. in. Sure, thank you. I've got a I've got a kind of a mixed bag um, with Double Dragon. See, I, I was an arcade kid, yeah. so so my my first exposure to Double Dragons uh, one and two was in the arcade. So when I when I first saw them on the Nintendo, I was like, "What the heck is this? This isn't Double Dragon. This sucks." Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I was in the minority that did not like Double Dragon on Nintendo. Um, and, and didn't come to like them until later on when I, I really just kind of came to appreciate the platforming aspects of it. Um, but you know what I, what I have found over the years talking with people is that um, it's, it's typically this very common to see that anybody whose first exposure was Nintendo's uh, version, I find that they did not like the arcade. In fact, a friend of mine who had uh, the, the Nintendo version when I saw his game, I said, dude, this is a Double Dragon. Come to the arcade with me. I'm going to show you a real Double Dragon. And he did not like the arcade because his first exposure had been Nintendo. And and the other way around, when people that I talked to that had first seen it in the arcade, originally didn't like the Nintendo version. So they're just such different games. But when you can appreciate them for what they are, they're, they're actually, both versions are very, very good. I, right. I agree. I think I'm actually yeah. uh, in the same boat where I don't really get all that into the arcade because I grew up on the Nintendo. So you're pretty much right. But Double Dragon 2, Justin, when did that one show up for the Nintendo? So Double, Dra- Double Dragon 2 for the arcade launched in 1988. And obviously as as Burton has uh, uh, brought up, it was quite different from the, the 1990 NES version um, that uh, was eventually released. But it did have some differences from the original Double Dragon, most notably the co-op mode. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so Technos Japan was the developer and publisher of the game. It was licensed to acclaim to be released in the United States and Canada. (laughs) And um, when it was brought to the United States for the uh, NES... It was, uh, it was like I said, a port from the arcade version. Now, the designer, Yoshihishi... Yoshihishi? Wait a minute. Yoshihisa. Yoshihisa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yoshihisa Kishimoto. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who designed the original Double Dragon as well, <laughs> as Double Dragon 2, who worked for Technos uh, Japan who started out working for a company, Data East, and he originally started working on uh, Laserdisc games. Oh. Yeah. You remember the old Laserdiscs? Yeah, I remember the discs. I don't remember playing any games on them. I don't remember playing any games. I remember, like, movies. I remember in, like, elementary school that I think that was, like, supposed to be, like, the next big thing that never came about. I remember being just amazed by... Uh, I didn't have one, but I had a friend who had one. When I went over to his house... It was like the size of a record, but it was a CD, basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember th- thinking at the time, "Wow, things are never going to sound better than this. This is just <laughs> this is just the pinnacle of sound right here." And uh, I guess it kind of still could be because everybody's now that we've moved to digital, it's kind of everything's all compressed and stuff. So yeah, it doesn't sound as good as it used to. But CDs were pretty much on par with LaserDisc, I think. Now I think uh, that's interesting. I was reading about I was reading an article not too long ago about how uh, 
we've given up quality for convenience. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about like MP3s and you know listening to like streaming audio and how much lower quality it actually is than CDs. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, nobody buys CDs anymore. In fact, when I went to buy the new Metallica CD, it was like, this is the first CD I've bought in, like, forever. Yeah. I I just got that for Christmas, too. Yeah. (laughs) I thought the same thing. When's the last time I had a CD? I just go put them on my computer on the iPod and be done with them. Yeah, exactly. I was like, ah. (laughs) It was almost a weird feeling. I got a... What'd you think of... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, I don't, I don't have any CDs. The only CD I have, I have one CD, and I actually got it for Christmas too. It's a CD of my grandfather playing, uh, like the lap steel. You know, he actually built oh. it himself. It's pretty cool. So he built his yeah, own guitar really cool. and then recorded himself on like a tape player, like a track player, and then my uh, mom eventually transferred it to CD. So I don't know that, I don't know if that I'll, I'll always keep the CD. I guess eventually I'll make it digital, but. I mean, it's kind of something, you know, it's a CD, so it's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. I was going to ask Justin what he thought of the new Metallica CD. Oh, I love it. Yeah? Yeah, it's one of the best, uh, I think their best probably since the Black Album. Yes, agreed. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, Have you listened to, I don't know if you guys listened to the podcast Song Exploder or not, but they they were just on there talking about uh, one of their um, songs off that CD or that album, mm-hmm. Moth the one Moth to the Flame. Yeah, uh, they actually t- go on this. The podcast Song Exploder is about like breaking down songs, and they actually Lars and um, it's escaped James. Me. James, yeah, Lars and James go on there and talk about how that song was made. So that's pretty cool. If anyone from Metallica is ever talking anywhere about anything, it's Lars and James. Yeah, it's yeah. like they they don't ever let the other two guys. Talk. <laughs> yeah. It's true, yeah. and usually it's just my bunch of Lars, because mm-hmm. I think I don't know why he talks so much. He likes to hear himself talk. I think he does. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all right. Yeah, but anyway, so hey, wait. While we're in this little pause, we forgot to let Bert talk about his stuff. He used to have a YouTube channel, which I'm sure he'll get back to eventually. But Bert, would you like to tell people about your uh, stuff? What you do? Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I. I didn't used to have it. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you. I mean, you used to record more frequently. You're yeah, a little break, um, right? uh, like I've got a YouTube did. channel called uh, Bert the Stormtrooper, uh, where I do reviews of, of uh, mostly uh, Transformers. Uh, it originally started with an idea to uh, review only Optimus Prime figures because uh, that's <laughs> that's the one that I like to collect the most, and I've got a good two, three hundred Optimus Primes. I have no idea. I haven't counted in years. You have quite the uh, I have, behind you. Yeah, I've got hundreds of Optimus Prime figures. And uh, a lot of times when uh, you're collecting some of these older, harder to get ones, you know, you have to wait for them and you have to buy them online and then you have to wait for them to get delivered. And, and what I like to do is go online and watch reviews of the figure and that kind of, you know, gives me a little bit of a fix while I'm waiting for the figure to be delivered. And what I found was that a lot of the older figures haven't gotten reviewed because everybody wants to review the new figure. That's what gets a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to review the latest and the greatest, but nobody really uh, reviews the old stuff. So it occurred to me, well, what if uh, somebody had an all-inclusive, just Optimus Prime, old, new, in the middle, uh, third party, what have you. So that's that's what the idea started from. So I started a review series called That's Just Prime. 
where I review nothing but. And then, uh, you know, as, as I started to pick up a little speed, a uh, little bit of speed, people started asking me to review other things. So uh, eventually I started doing other Transformers and then I started doing Ninja Turtle stuff and I started doing Voltron and it just kind of kept going and going and going. And I started doing uh, 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 like blogs uh, from the car. I just kind of mount the camera on the dash and talk into it as I drive. Uh, I did a couple of convention videos and it just kind of grew and it, it picked up some speed and it was doing good. So the channel is called Bird Stormtrooper. Uh, like Michael was saying, I'm currently not recording anything. I stopped recording about five months ago. Uh, just took a break from recording because of um, some personal stuff, you know, some life stuff. And then also I'm reorganizing my room, uh, which gives me nowhere to record. Really, my recording table is covered in proton pack parts at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you also yeah. do. You also do a lot of. Um, um, I'm having Cost- a rough time. This, yeah, Co- cosplay. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yep. case. It's a case of beer kicking in. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It was a yeah, long. It was a long weekend full of snow and beer. Okay. I wish we had snow. I missed the snow, man. Here in Florida, it dropped five degrees. That's our winter. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. What part yeah. of Florida are you in? Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm about an hour north of Tampa. Okay. Well, I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle. I, I, I used to live up there closer to where you guys are. I used to live up in northern Tennessee. Oh. Yeah, my wife and I were both in the Army, so her last duty station, I got out before she did, but her last duty station was in Fort Campbell. Oh, yeah. All right. Huh? So, but yeah, um, so uh, getting back to the channel, um, I haven't been recording over the last couple of months because of everything going on in here, but I do plan to start making videos again i've got I, I you know i haven't stopped buying stuff so i've got plenty of stuff available to uh to review and uh i hope to start doing that soon but in the meantime uh if you if, you know for those who haven't seen the channel uh there's a couple hundred videos there to keep you occupied until i start recording new ones nice yeah and i think uh that hoser rob would be really jealous of uh, that thing hanging from your ceiling yeah i think so too <laughs> I'm oh, the, uh, turtle blimp? yeah the turtle blimp <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the uh, uh, the old uh, I got an old old Ninja Turtles on that side of the room over there. I've got the I don't know if you can see it. I've got a 100% complete turtle there, and right uh, next to that, I've got a 120% complete uh, Technodrome. Nice, sweet. And uh, yeah, so I've got all the old turtles here, and then my daughter has the new turtles in her room, and she has the new blimp hanging from her ceiling and the new layer and all that stuff. So yeah. All right, Justin. Cool. Let's get back to Double Dragon Two. All right, I, I, I really don't remember kind of where we left <laughs> off. Either. Just, um, just start somewhere. Where were we? I'm just going to kind of, uh, uh, yeah. So it was brought by Technos, Yoshihishi Kishimoto. Let's see, I can do it pretty good the second time. Around. Yeah. Well, that's what it, that's where we left off. You were struggling to do that name, but you're good now. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Yoshihishi Kishimoto. Yoshihishi Kishimoto. Yeah. Sorry. Who uh, started out? That's where we stopped because I said, uh, you know, he, he was he got to start in laser discs. And as anytime somebody brings up laser discs, it brings up a whole new conversation. You can't just oh, pass yeah. over laser That's discs. That's what happened. That's what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We we got into we got into the laser disc conversation. Right, but uh, he did a lot of uh, famous works for the NES, uh, not just Double Dragon, Double Dragon Two. Um, also, uh, Super Dodgeball, which we talked about. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, was a part of all the Double Dragon games that uh, ever was, I guess you'd say. Ever was, ever will be, maybe? I don't okay. know. Whatever you but say. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two Double Dragon games. That's it. For that's it. Oh, okay. Okay. That's it. I see what you're saying. I see. I, I'm on your. Page. I'm on the same page with you. I'm on the same page. Okay. All right. But I'm going to kind of wrap up history here and uh, let Michael tell us where he got this game. Did you have this game? Did you go on a big quest? Okay. Did you find this game. I'm not a. This is a. I'm not a hundred percent sure where I got this game, but I've had it for a long time. I'm pretty sure it came from Neighbor Kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of the Neighbor Kid games. But I remember playing it with him when we were kids. Um, and I'm guessing, I can't remember if it was his or mine. But since I don't really remember getting it for Christmas or anything like that, I'm pretty sure it was his, and then it just transferred to me at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a Neighbor Kid game. But I played it a ton with him when we were kids. Because it was, you know, we wanted to play Double. We always wanted to play Double Dragon in the first one. But you could do that two-player. But you could finally do it two-player on the on this one. So... Mm-hmm. I remember playing with him a lot, but uh, so this probably came from him uh, during that transitional period where he gave me all his games, which I'm still thankful for, Neighbor Kid. If you're out there listening, uh, appreciate that. Yeah, so, Bert, uh, you got a cool. You, I'm sure you have this game, right? You got. I know you showed us the arcade cabinet for the maybe the original Double Dragon. I don't know if you have two or not, but uh, you got yeah, no. Um, game. I'm I'm currently restoring a uh, a double an original Double Dragon cabinet. Um, that'll be my uh, my fourth arcade game actually that I'll have in the house. But what I'm planning on doing with that one is I plan to get both a Double Dragon One and a Double Dragon Two board, put them both in the cabinet with a switcher. That way I'll have both mm-hmm. of the games in. Cool. Yeah, because you know when it, it, it's a it's a neat idea to have both of them, but when you have limited house space, you, you got to get creative. Um, yeah. So I figured I just put them both in one cabinet. Yeah. That works. What about the what about the NES game? Do you have it? NES game I have. Um I don't know how long I've had it to be honest with you. I had my original Nintendo collection I sold back in like two thousand three, two thousand and four, uh before we moved to Florida. Uh and then I started uh recollecting uh all my video games a couple of years ago. So um I know that I bought this one from a friend of mine who owns a a, a retro video game store. Um, but originally, I don't know where, where I, my original one came from. A lot of people, once once Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 and, you know, further uh, uh, advanced consoles were coming out, people were just not paying attention to Nintendo. When I was in the Army, I was still huge into Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So people would just give me their games when they would get rid of them. they just give them to me. Nice. So I don't know where my original one came from. So basically, you sold all your games where you moved to Florida. So a bunch of Burt's NES games are floating around Tennessee, Mike. Yes, they are. Uh-huh. I may have one. I'd have them. <laughs> have a lot of my a lot of my original boxed games, my boxed Mega Man and my boxed Ninja Gaiden, all ended up up there. I have a boxed wow. Mega Man. It may have been yours. Really? It wasn't mine originally. I, I think I bought it somewhere. Did it still have the baggie in it with all the? All the booklets and instructions. And all that. It had the it had the instructions though. It didn't have the like the black baggy. It had the foam in the bottom. So yeah, I, mine had the foam. I, I kept all my all my games that I bought new originally. Um, I was OCD enough to, to keep so much. Even even the uh, little baggies 
that they came in inside of the box, everything was included. So when I sold all my stuff, it was as if it was the day that it was bought originally. Ah, very nice. It didn't like have Bert the Stormtrooper written all over it, did it? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> so it could be it. It could be it. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the let's talk about the game then. Um, really, what? for me to start talking about this game, you kind of have to compare it to the first one because this was a pretty big leap forward as far as the NES games go from Double Dragon One to Two. Yeah, it was big, big, majorly different. Yeah, in both style and gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that originally I could, I, and still a little bit, get so torn up about the front back back attack, front front attack back attack thing. Uh, I still can't decide if I like it or not. Um, Because I'm so used to, I played Double Dragon the first one way more than I played the second one. Even though Neighbor Kid and I played the second one, I still played the first one more. Um, And I'm a big fan of the first one. And I, the, the, the gameplay, which for anybody that hasn't played Double Dragon 2, the first one, it's you have a kick button and a punch button, and everything's forward facing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when in Double Dragon Two, you have a front attack and back attack. So the back attack is a kick. It's like this weird yoga-looking move where he like kicks back, and then the front attack is a punch. Well, there's combos and stuff depending on how you how many times you attack in each direction. But for me, mm-hmm. the having the forward and back attack just really kind of threw me off because I played the first Double Dragon so many times. And most other beat-em-up games don't play like that either. You know, most of them are yeah. just front attacks, right? It's an interesting well, that, was, yeah. that was another one of those things that was carried over from the arcade machine. That was a big change in the arcade. Uh, the arcade version had three buttons. You had a punch, a kick, and a jump. Uh, and they were kind of laid out in a triangle pattern where your jump was up top, and then on the butt below that, you had punch, a kick next to each other. When they went from one to two what they did was they changed it to where the left button would do a left attack and the right button would do a right attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would depend on which way you were facing, whether you would punch or kick. So if you were facing to the left and you hit the left button, you would punch. But if you were fading, facing right and hit the left button, then he would do that backwards kick. Yeah. And it was really awkward to get used to at first, but once you got used to it and you realized it was really helpful to get you out of situations where you were where you were being crowded in, uh, you know, when you got guys coming in from both sides, you could actually use those buttons to get yourself out of those situations where you got people, you know, in front of and uh, behind you. You didn't have to turn around; you could just attack somebody behind you right away. So that was something that they carried over to the NS game. And uh, so, yeah, you've got your uh, B button is left attack, A button is right attack. If you notice when you turn around, it's the same thing. Uh, you may be kicking and it'll be kicking behind you if you turn around he no longer kicks now he's punching yeah they really force you into using it too like they Mm -hmm. surround you with Mm -hmm. people all the time like every every time they always try to surround you and i think that he guy the guy your guy billy or jimmy or whoever you are if you start using the bimmy (laughs) if you start using the back attack he'll turn around and start punching too like if you start in on a combo from behind he'll automatically Mm -hmm. turn around and start punching so it's it takes a minute to get used to. You can't, it's hard to go from like what I did this time playing. I want to get a refresher on the first Double Dragons. I played the first one a little bit and then I started playing two. And it's really just, that's really almost a bad approach to the game because it really throws you off when you go to two. But the more you play two, the more you get used to this front back thing. And it actually kind of works, but I'm still in my head, I'm trying to figure it out, you know? 
Yeah, there's a learning curve if you're coming from the first one because uh, that, that was another one of the big changes. Uh, everybody always talks about the big change was that you can play two players simultaneous. Uh, but the other big change between one and two was the fact that you start the game off with all the moves. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in the first game, you have to earn them. You have to earn those hearts. And then as you get hearts, you get new moves. Uh, not this time. This time you get all your moves right off of the bat. So if you're coming from the first NES game, there is a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, but once you master all the moves, uh, especially that knee kick, um, you know, you're, you're pretty much going to be all right on the game. It just takes a little bit of getting used to it first. But once you get used to it, you realize it's a much superior game because of it. Yeah. So I'm going to jump into I, I kind of jumped ahead because I really wanted to talk about the, the new mechanics there. But um, our usual format is we'll talk about memories from childhood and then we read from the manual and do all this stuff. Right. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to talk about the childhood. So this game, um, when we got it, talking about me and neighbor kid was like mind blowing because at the time, you know, we hadn't played a beat em up together. Right. This was we got this one before we got Turtles Two, I think. Um, once we got Turtles Two, we obviously switched to that because big Ninja Turtle fans. But at the time, we had when we got um, Double Dragon Two, this was like mind blowing because we could both at the same time play this game where we walked around beating people up, and it was just it just blew our minds. So we played it constantly, probably until until one of us got Turtles Two, the arcade game. Um, and actually, no, until we get Turtles 3, because now I don't think either one of us ever had Turtles 2. I think we talked about that on the Turtles 2 episode. I know I never had it, and um, I didn't get it from him whenever he gave me all his games. So I guess we never had Turtles 2, believe it or not. So until we had Turtles 3, we played Double Dragon 2 all the time. So it was just really, um, it was really a good experience for us as kids to have this. This is this was the first beat 'em up. Where we could play co-op, and it was really, it was really pretty cool. So that's my that's my childhood memory about it. Yeah. Well, you know, you I think going back is an interesting dynamic. You got the front attack, you got the back attack, but what about the Zack attack? <laughs> Friends forever, man. Friends forever. You, you need a giant cell phone for that. <laughs> oh man, I've been holding that joke for like oh. ten minutes, waiting for you guys to give. Let me in. Like, Sorry, throw in Zack Attack. Yeah. That's uh, the Zack Attack. Is you get your giant brick-sized cell phone <laughs> and you hurl it at somebody. Yeah, yeah. and you sing into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Friends, friends forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> Always will be friends. Hey, have you heard the uh, the Saved by the Bell theory? I heard it on the Cracked podcast the other day. About how the first season where they're with Miss Bliss or whatever mm -hmm. is the real life, and then all the rest of the seasons are just like Zach's daydreams while he's in Miss Bliss's class. I've never heard that. So no, if you think about it, because the Miss Bliss is kind of normal, he, he he doesn't do the time freeze time thing and talk to the camera and all yeah. that stuff. He doesn't do any of that stuff in the Miss Bliss episodes. It's just straightforward kids at school. But then right. all of a sudden he's in Bayside. Which is all the way across the country because the Miss Bliss stuff took place in like Illinois or something, something like that. So did now, it? yeah, it wasn't. It I wasn't in California. That. I it, did yeah, not know that. Yeah, it wasn't in California. It was somewhere else. It was like in Illinois or somewhere in the Midwest or something like that. So all the Miss Bliss stuff is normal. And it's in, on the other side of the country, and then all of a sudden he's in California with some of his friends from Miss Bliss's class. It's like. 
did, did all their families decide to move at the same time, you know? Yeah. Zach's family moves to California, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Screech is going to move, too, and Lisa. But, well, that uh, would explain why he had two dads, because uh, with Miss Bliss, he had one dad with a different name who was single, and he was hitting on Miss Bliss. And then when they were in Bayside, he had another dad with another name who was married to his mom. Yeah, so it's almost like when he, when he, in his dreams, he wanted a different dad, right? One that was married, yeah. you know. One that was married to mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom. yeah. And then he, you know, he has these time freezing powers where he'll stop time, talk to the camera, and like, <laughs> so. It's, I just thought that was pretty. Funny. I've never heard that interesting theory. <laughs> it is an interesting theory. Huh. You know these fan theories; they just go crazy sometimes. But still, I liked it. Yeah. So, I guess we could read from the manual. I don't have it pulled up, though. Ooh, that was I goofed on that one. Um, I was so, getting pulled up, so uh, we can yeah. read that. Yeah, I'll do that. But in the meantime, um, why don't you guys talk about the fact that somebody dies in this game? That kind of blew my mind, too, as a kid. Yeah. His girlfriend just gets murdered. Marion, I think her name is? Yeah. Marion. Made Marion. Uh, have you, are you guys familiar with the uh, with the arcade version? I'm not. No, not so, not the second one. I played the first one, but I haven't ever played okay. the second one. So, so in the first one, um, there's uh, the intro to the game. Marion is just standing in the street, and uh, these thugs just walk up, punch her in the stomach, throw her up over their shoulder, and walk away. Um, and, and it was a little bit controversial because when they throw her up over their shoulder, you can see her panties as they're walking away with her. Oh, no. So, yeah, so that was that was the intro to the first one. So they go in, you know, they they, uh, they rescue her. Uh, the second one is the revenge. You have an almost identical intro where she's just standing there in the street and you see the same group of thugs and you think, here they go again. They're going to punch her and they're going to take her away. No, they pull out a machine gun and they shoot her dead right there in the streets. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a little omitted from the from the Nintendo version. Yeah, Nintendo's yeah, they just shoot her out. dead. That's the first thing you see when you pop your quarter in. <laughs> For the Nintendo version, that's uh, that's crazy. Okay, I'm gonna try to share this screen. Let's see what happens because I like to be able. To, I like for you guys to see what I'm looking at here. Yeah, there is a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, that's what they say. As I talk in riddles. There Can must. you see it? Yes. Yes. I lost right. Justin. Yeah, I lost Bert. Yeah. So your your screen share. Uh -huh. So for some reason you've stayed up. Uh huh. Bert's gone Justin. away. But you can still hear each other, right? Yeah. yeah okay. You'll probably come back when I get through screen sharing. But you can see the you can see the menu, right? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I like the cover. Although she's still alive, she's her clothes have been all ripped to, to shreds. But uh, she's still alive in this picture. And I, I guess I always thought Billy was the one that had the girlfriend, but I guess it's Jimmy's girlfriend because he's the one holding her. Otherwise, they got a weird brother situation going. <laughs> this is going to a couple weird dudes if that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see here. Get ready for revenge. Oh, I'm ready. This time they've gone too far. Yep. Oh, wait. Look at the back of the manual. Go head-to-head -head wireless oh, with a double-player wireless uh, controllers. Have you, ever gotten, have you ever gotten that close to somebody <laughs> when playing video games? No. I was going to so say, angry. not playing video games. 
The only time I've ever seen people get that close to each other is like maybe like before a UFC fight or something. It was right right before a punch is thrown. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, some other things. You never know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, not, not one another guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you ever have... Wait, what, this is 2017 there. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you ever have these controllers? I have a pair of them. They're no kidding. Yeah, they're they're okay. They're still pretty. They're pretty terrible, to be honest. But they're okay because I don't think I've ever even seen one. Um, what you have to do is you set up like an IR sensor, like you know, like a TV remote, how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you set it up in front of the, like in front of your TV, and then the controllers shoot towards it. So if you aim them just right, it works okay. But imagine the way that your TV remote works. You know how you always have to sit on the couch and like hold it way up in the air, you know, and point at the TV or like you have to lean to the side. Like you got to hit that sensor just right. So um, because they're not like Bluetooth or whatever Mm -hmm. the technology is now for wireless controllers, they had a tendency to you'd you'd miss a button or there'd be a little bit of delay. So they weren't great. But at the time, they were pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, it drives me nuts. I have uh, little IR remote control helicopters that I can hide the remote. I can hide behind the couch under a blanket with a pillow on top of the remote, and I can still fly that helicopter perfectly. But they can't invent a remote control that I can't just point directly at the TV from two feet away and make it work. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know, I've got a, I've got an Apple TV. I can't figure out how this works, okay? So maybe you can answer this. Maybe it's like your, maybe it's like your helicopter, your... Or your drone or whatever, the um, the remote for the Apple TV will adjust the volume of my TV, right? Mm-hmm. Which has to which has to be done via IR. I know you can do it from via HDMI, but the way mine's set up, there's no way it can do it via HDMI. Okay, so it has to be doing it via IR. But it's inside the Apple TV is inside of my um, it's inside of my like entertainment center. And the remote doesn't have any kind of like an IR blaster on it. So I have no idea how it does it. I don't know if it like bounces it off the wall or what. Mm. It's kind of so it is, it is IR though? I'm pretty sure it's sure? IR. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because hmm, it's, it's not hooked up to your Wi-Fi, the remote is? Well, no, the remote, yeah, controlling the Apple TV is, is definitely via Bluetooth or something, right? right? But to actually control the volume of the TV... Um, somehow, okay, somehow it does it. Saying. Yeah, somehow it does it via IR because I set it up to where it would do it via IR, mm-hmm. and then it's just like I don't know how it does it. I guess magic. you can bounce it off the wall. Magic. It's probably magic. No, it's just magic. No, it's magic. <laughs> now I, I have a Roku, so I don't do an Apple TV, but I have a Roku, and like all my the remote to the Roku is Wi-Fi, so mm-hmm. it just goes through the Wi-Fi. So you can technically be in the like other end of the house and change the channel. But I can't. Uh, I can't control the volume of the TV. Yeah. Well, see, the the, the the Apple TV can control the volume, and it can just turn everything off. Which I think it turns everything off via HDMI because it's plugged into HDMI. And, you know, HDMI can send signal like to turn things on and off. I guess it can do volume. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's set up to do volume through. I, I don't know. Anyways, that's a dumb tangent that we didn't have to go on. It was just I thought maybe somebody could give me some answers because I'm confused. When I was a kid, my mom had a voice-controlled remote control for the TV. Ahead of the told, time. Oh, no, yeah, she, she it was called her kids. She'd just tell us to get up and go change the channel. <laughs> nice. Alexa, be darned. 
I, did she name? Yeah. What, what if your name was Alexa? Huh? Huh? That's way ahead of your time, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was. Speaking of which, did you know that Alexa? <laughs> I don't like this Alexa thing. Let me tell you why. Okay. It takes a recording of everything that's said in your house, and you can like read the transcript. It's basically like bugging your own house. That's crazy. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I didn't get one. I was. I thought I was going to get one for Christmas, but I didn't. A crab man got one for Christmas. It's a pretty neat thing, but I mean, that's a little. It's a bit much, right? And you can't turn that off. Yeah, it's always I, I, listening. Yeah. So, just just FYI. Have you ever pl- have you played with one yet? They're pretty interesting how they how they just pick up on everything. No, I haven't played with one. You just say Alexa, and she just does whatever you want. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like, been telling crab mans to do weird stuff. Yeah, I'd be, I be. I I tried to program it to where it would know that his name is Crabman, so they would say <laughs> he would say something about Alexa, and he'd be like, "She'd say, sure, Crabman, I'll I'll turn down the lights," but she couldn't do that. So yeah. sucks if you ask me. She can't even know that his name is Crabman. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that thing away. She kept calling him. She kept calling him Josh. Yeah, Ugh. I know. All right, let's get back to this man. The Black Shadow Warriors. They've gunned down your girl, and you and your brother Jimmy Lee are out for revenge. In your quest, you'll encounter nunchaku-toting enemy gangs. You'll battle through dangerous alleyways and in underwater tunnels. But nothing is too much for you two, because you're trained masters of the invisible martial art of the Double Dragon. The invisible martial art. Yeah. Okay, this time they've gone too far, all right? Nuclear war <laughs> has ravaged the city, and a gang of ruthless criminals, the Black Shadow Warriors, are trying to take over. Their danger with a capital D. Thugs and muggers, tough street chicks, greasers and hoods, high jumpers and karate choppers, plus burly bosses, gruesome giants, and freaky andro... Bots. Okay, never heard of that. I guess it's like an android. It's android robots, man. You never heard of an android bot? Come on. Is that kind of like a monster in disguise? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Anyways, first they hit the universally famous Double Dragon Dojo. I didn't know that was universally famous, but I guess it is. Maybe after the it first game, it, it became universally yeah. famous. The home of the Double Dragon Warriors. Martial arts students there were in constant training. Building their strength, developing their invisible moves, owning their skills. Invisible moves. So, like, you don't even have to punch <laughs> to hit them. Did you see that? I just did one. <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, man. Exactly. <laughs> oh, why is my face hurting? <laughs> uh, but they weren't powerful enough or fast enough because somehow the Black Shuttle Warriors managed to overcome every one of the men in training. And then they've committed the ultimate crime. They've gunned down your girl, Marion. So, they cut, they show up, shoot Marion, and now you've got to go get revenge. Yeah, that's that's the name of the game. Yeah. Ugh. Oh Lord, there's more story. <laughs> um, feel free to go read the manual yourself. This is I figured that would be a great place to stop, but they decided it wasn't. Wait, I like this though. Okay, you you <laughs> the read punches. It okay. You'll have to use every Double Dragon martial arts move you've mastered. 
the punches and kicks, the elbow smashes and jump kicks, the hair pulls and hair throws, <laughs> even the incredible spinning cyclone and hyper uppercut. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hyper uppercut. I like the hyper uppercut. Okay. Getting ready for revenge. It basically turns you out, tells you how to turn on your Nintendo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you know the 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 the, uh, the game here will the manual here lets you know that if you pick two P play, it requires two players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't pick two P play if it's just you, because you have two yeah. players. Yeah. Um. So there's this brings up an interesting question. I don't think we've ever addressed on the show. Um. Let me turn off my screen share. All right. Can you see each other again? Probably. Yeah. Sweet. All right, so this brings up an interesting question to me and to you about the um, about the nature of beat 'em up games. This game has a two player A mode and two player B mode. One where you can hurt each other, and one where you can't hurt each other. How do you guys normally play a game like that? By myself. <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Okay. Yeah. Uh, usually enough. by myself, uh, but I would have to go teamwork. Teamwork. Well, you're still kind of doing teamwork, but you can hit each other, right? So it's like it's like you're you're both on the same screen. You're going to fight the same guy, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't surround him. Let's say you just you're fighting him both in the same direction. Well, in the B mode, you can be punching each other instead yeah, of the guy. Yeah, accident, accidentally punch each other. So yeah, my brother and I always played with uh, without being able to hit each other. Um, which now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I think it's weird because in the arcade you could hit each other, and that's what we played the most. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas where you could actually hit each other, and you know we did a good job of staying away from each other, and not hurting each other because the object was team play. Um, for some reason, when we played on Nintendo, a, a, any beat 'em up, in fact, that had the option of where you could hit each other, we always turned that off. And uh, and I'm sitting here trying to think about it. I don't know why that is. I guess it's just an advantage that we took of. Yeah. I always turn it off. Um, I guess it's there for realism, maybe, that you can hit each other, or just to make the game harder. But um, the realism thing, I throw out the window because I'm sorry. If Justin and I are punching on Bert here, I'm not going to accidentally hit him. Unless it's right. a flurry of <laughs> fists with my eyes closed. You know, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> So I, the realism, I don't, I don't take, I don't buy that. But if you want to just make the game a little harder, I guess, I guess maybe that's it. Yeah. But this game, this game's pretty hard on its own, in my opinion. Maybe it's just because I never did master the front back thing. Um, but I never really was very good at this game. If uh, uh, if you can master, there's a move, there's a knee kick move, um, mm-hmm. where uh, when when you jump and uh, he lands, your character will land in a crouch. And, uh, and you've got about, I think it's about four frames there where you can tap the uh, both buttons and, and your character will perform a knee jump. Uh, it's got to be timed just right. But if you can master that move, you can play through most of the game uh, with just one hit kills. Hmm. So there's a little bit of a, a cheat for you. Uh, oh, wow. yeah, I'm going to try, I'm gonna have to try that. Here's, here's, what, here's where I always get stuck. And I, it, is the... I think it's the second, maybe the third level, okay, where you get to the helicopter and there's these two ninjas. They just 
they look like the ninjas from Strider. They look like the guy from Strider. And they're just running around, and they're jumping, and they, I can't ever get a good hit on them, and they just they always plow through me. Now, sometimes I can beat them on occasion, but by the time I do, I have no life left, basically. So, like, when I go to the next level, I just have maybe one more life and I die. So, I can't ever figure those guys out. I don't even know if I could do this knee thing you're talking about on those guys, because they're just, they're just jumping all over the place. I can't stand it. I hate those guys. So, uh, somebody gives me a strategy for that. Then I'll... Knee, uh, the spin kick and knee kick is what you want to do on that spin one. Spin kick, okay. Yeah, you know, how, you, you, know this, you know how to do the spin kick, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just jump up when they're running at you and do the spin kick, because there's a good chance they're going to jump up at you. So if they do, you're going to get them there. And if they don't, when you land, you do the knee kick and you'll get them on that one. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. Thanks. Could you pull that off, Mike? No, probably not. But yeah. thanks for the tip. <laughs> Maybe eventually I'll figure it out. The cyclone spinning kick. Yes. What was it called? What did it call? Cyclone. Cyclone spinning, spinning kick. Spinning cyclone. And, uh, the spinning yeah. cyclone and the hyper uppercut. Yeah. Exactly. That sounds like a move from Street Fighter. One thing that is pretty cool about this game, um, and I think it's I think it's the second level where you're climbing up and down pipes and jumping across buildings. There's a mm-hmm. little bit of platforming in this game. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it is fine. That I do like the platforming in this game. It's not just a straight beat 'em up. It's a little bit of platforming as well. Yeah, they do the platforming. They do actually do the platforming well. I th- I thought because mm-hmm. um, there's not. I think what helps is there's not a lot of um, instant knockback where you jump and then they hit you and then you go flying across the screen. Like in the first game, they had some platforming, but what would happen is you would jump and the second you land, you get hit and then you go flying backwards and then you fall down a hole or something. This game, they kind of tone that down a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. So the platform is a little bit easier, um, but it's, it's still pretty fun. And it kind of turns into a, a side scrolling instead of, I know it's a side scrolling beat them up anyways, but this is like straight up 2d. You can't go up and down anymore. Um, whenever whenever you that on that level and i guess there's a, a later level at least at least one that's like that too um so i thought that was pretty cool the uh, side scrolling stuff and the jumping and the platforming yeah there's a part of the uh, game later on um uh, right before you get to the what they call the trap room mission uh where it, the game pretty much goes a mega man on you with platforms that appear and disappear and you have to time them just right to jump on each uh, to get to the top where the door is at, and if you miss them, you're going to fall into a, a, a pit of spikes and die. Mm. So I don't know if you've gotten that far. No, I've never got that far. Actually, okay. yeah, yeah, the game pretty much turns Mega Man on you at that point. Here's here's the problem that I that happens to me. Um, the reason I've never really gotten very far is because I've not played this game a lot by myself, right? Usually I play two-player, and especially two-player on those jumping sections and stuff, it gets really difficult to have two people jumping those gaps and fighting the guys and stuff. So right. it's it's really hard. It's actually more difficult to play this game two-player than it is to play one-player, I think. So um, I haven't played it a lot one-player, so I think that's probably why I've never made it very far. But um, I might have to take some of those tips and see if I can get further. Because it's a fun game. I, I do enjoy it, but um, I've just never been able to make it very far because I usually go for the two-player when I play this game. That is an interesting aspect about a, not just this game, but a lot of Nintendo games is that two-player sounds fun, and it is fun. But you're going to get to a point where it's like, it's are just going to hold you back. And if you if you want to play the game to beat the game, it's almost better to play sync player. Yeah. 
At least games with co-op. Let me just say that. Yeah. I agree. So what about the uh, what about the graphics of this game? It's a pretty big jump forward, I think, from the first one. What do y'all think? Yeah, I think the graphics are great. Uh, it's 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 like a tell of two. It's a tell of two Nessus, a book by Charles Dickens. Um, <laughs> you got uh, you know the original Double Dragon versus this Double Dragon is is almost like two different. Uh, uh, game at two different spec ends of the spectrum. Now, apparently, this game had a co-processor, and that's why oh, yeah. the uh, graphics were so much better. Huh? Or, well, I don't know what that means. Cartridge? I don't know what that means. Yeah, it probably, it probably means that they put a chip in the cartridge to make it work yeah. better. They yeah. do that with sound sometimes too, and mm-hmm. a few NES games. Pretty rare, but um, that's pretty cool. Do you yeah. know? Do you know more about that, uh, Bert? No idea. I've never heard that before. Huh. That's pretty cool if they did that to make it to make the graphics better. I know that there's a little bit of. Um, I love the graphics, but whenever I was playing, I experienced a little bit of like slowdown and um, like I don't know. I, nowadays you'd call it screen tearing, but back then I don't know what you called it. Just where the sprite flickers and like things look weird in the corner. It may have just been that my cartridge was dirty, but um, or it may have been the fact that I was playing on Retron Five, but. I seem to recall some of that when, I, when we were kids, too. Like, you get you get two-player going, there's a lot of bad guys on the screen, there's a little bit of sluggishness to the game, but it's really not that bad. I've, seen, I've played games that were much worse than this one, as far as that's concerned. But I did notice a little bit of that. But that happens when there's a lot going on, and there's a... And when you got a lot of detail on in the graphics like you do in this game. I think this is basically when they get to this point in the in the graphics... Of the Double Dragon games, this is kind of what you mm-hmm. experience in the, all the rest of the Double Dragon games for the NES. So three and the versus Battletoads, or not versus, and Battletoads game. It's pretty much the same graphics for all those at this point. I mean, it's like they transition from the original Double Dragon to this one, and then now this is what you're going to get as far as Double Dragon, Double Dragon games go. Yeah. So. This is the point at which they have no return. Yes. the point They're not going back on graphics now. Right. What about the uh, sound and music? I like the sound of music. It really... It's a good movie. Sound of music. <laughs> it's the sound of music, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I'm sorry. This, the sound of fury. What's the sound of fury? Is the Helen Keller movie? <laughs> what? Helen no. Keller movie? What's the sound of fury? I thought there I was a, a... There was a movie about Helen Keller, and it might have been called something like that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I gotta, I'll, I'll I gotta look that up. Sound and Fury is a documentary film. This is not the one I was thinking about. The Sound and the Fury is a novel written by William Faulkner. I don't know. Okay, never mind. Okay. There, right. it is. The movie is about uh, American families with young deaf children. Hmm. That's what okay. that, I had that confused with something else. But anyway. Well, you Helen know. Keller was deaf, so you got half right. Yeah. Okay, so with the sound, you like the sound. You like the sound and the music in this game, right? Love the music in this game. Much be- much better than the first one. I love the music in this game, too. I don't know if I would say it's much better than the first one. My, for myself, I think it's kind of in, in the same wheelhouse as the first one. They kind of have the same kind of music. Um, it's definitely better than the first one. I don't know. I don't know if I'd throw that much in there for myself. But I agree with you that the music is much improved from the first one, 
it's a lot more technical sounding and it, it just it sounds awesome i love the music in this game yeah i agree no complaints across the board no complaints. no complaints yeah all right sweet so i guess uh i guess it's time to do is it fun is it worth it so the price of which it's going for is between 10 and 15 dollars you can find it online not bad actually yeah uh, then for me i would definitely say it's worth it then 10 to 15 bucks yeah i love this game for that it's a good price yeah i agree Agreed. Ten to fifteen dollars is an absolute must pick up. Yeah, I mean it's awesome. It's, oh, I just sorry. <laughs> I just had this moment where I realized that we're doing a timely game. They're coming out with a Double Dragon Four. Have you guys seen that? No. What? No, I have not seen that. Yes, they're coming out with a Double. I, did, I didn't even think about this. The fact that we're doing a Double Dragon game right around the time that they're talking about doing a Double Dragon Four. They're coming out with a Double Dragon Four. It looks awesome. What's it being released for? Um, I think it's like. PS4, Xbox, Steam, that kind of thing. I, th- okay. I believe. But, it's uh, being released in January 2017 for the PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows, which I guess that means uh, Xbox One. See how timely we are with this? Look at Didn't that. I didn't even do it on purpose. On 30th purpose. anniversary. God, we're so awesome. Anyways, the <laughs> the game, the only thing I saw, it looked, it looked pretty awesome. Um, the graphics are still kind of the same as they always were, and um, it just looks—it looks good. It looks good. So I recommend everybody go look up videos and stuff for that because it's uh, looks like it's gonna be awesome. And it's coming out pretty much now. Yeah, yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. Anyways, sorry I didn't mean to uh, distract from that. The reason it made me think of it is ten to fifteen dollars. I was gonna say it's about the price of a downloadable game, and it's about the quality of a really good downloadable game. So that's why I, th- I think it's worth it. Yeah, I will say. Um, the only negative I have about the game really is the front back attack thing. And that's really something that once you get used to it, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's clever and it's unique for a beat 'em up to have something unique in it. That's always a good thing, right? Cause beat 'em ups are a dime a dozen, especially now that we're in this day and age, looking back, there's just millions of beat 'em up. It feels like. So mm. having a unique thing is actually a good thing, even if it takes a minute to get used to. So for me, at first I didn't like that. Uh, when I went back to play it, but um, the more I played it, the more I used to it, and the more I realized that it's, it's unique, and having that unique quality to it is pretty, pretty smart. Once you master it, it gives you an advantage. Uh, I'm watching the uh, trailer for Double Dragon 4. They're using the same graphics, uh, well, the same style graphics that they used on all uh, the NES games for 1 and 2. Yep. So the the, sprite, the character sprites all look like they did in, in the Nintendo version, which is really cool. Yep. Yeah. Did you get to the part where like they throw the, and and kick and all that stuff? Yeah. Where, like throws the guy and kicks. Yeah. That's, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. This anyway. looks incredible. Yeah, I'm definitely so, getting this. Yeah, I am too. All right. Uh, did you guys come up with any trophies? Uh, I have like two, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I've got a couple. Justin, you got any? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, Justin, we'll let you start. Well, just for nostalgia's sake, uh, sake I got for be the nostalgia's steak. <laughs> yeah, mm. <for> the- <laughs> I love that nostalgia. Mm, Tastes good. Tasting steak, the nostalgia steak. Uh, hey, wait, real quick. Speaking of steak, because we can we can do plenty of tangents on this show. Um, this is a tangent on a tangent. We can do plenty of tangents on this show because I totally forgot to ask for feedback. 
in the Facebook groups and stuff. Yeah. I so that. We, need, <laughs> we, can, we can do a, it's a holidays. I just, I just forget. You know? Yeah. But anyways, we can do plenty of tangents. The other tangent I was going to say is steak. The mm-hmm. Ingles, the new Ingles in Lunar City. Okay, mm-hmm. This is kind of, this is local and maybe global, depending on where Ingles are. Ingles is, are. The Ingle I are. Depending on where there's an Ingle I. Yeah. They're, they do this steak night thing where you get, they actually have a sit down restaurant inside the Ingles. You can sit down and have a steak. Are you serious? Yes. I've heard it's good <laughs> too. I've heard it's really good. Huh. Do they do that like in Lunar City? Yeah, they do it at the one in Lunar City. All right. So there's a sit-down steak restaurant, quote-unquote, inside the Ingles in Lunar City. Well, there you go. And I'm sure they have it at other Ingles. Ingles Eye. Ingles Eye. Ingles Eye. Ingles. Ingles. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's a regional thing for you guys, because I'm seeing it up in uh, Mills River, North Carolina also, Friday night and steak night. Yeah, steak night. Right, I mean, I'm going to steak night. Yep. You guys are pretty close to the North Carolina border, right? Yep, pretty close. You just got to go over top of the mountains, and then we'll be there. We got the mountains basically right next to us, and then on the other side of the mountains is basically North Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Anyways, well, anyway, sorry. my nostalgia steak is Tom Arnold would be impressed, yeah. and that is beat the game at the high, highest difficulty level. Nice. That's good. I was going to, I had Tom Arnold would be impressed as one of my trophies too for beating the game. So mm-hmm. I'll change mine to what it originally was supposed to be way back in the day <laughs> to Kevin Arnold would be impressed. Mm-hmm. So to beat the, beat the game, not on the highest difficulty, just on regular difficulty is Kevin Arnold would be impressed. Right. That's my nostalgia stake. That's your nostalgia stake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what we're calling the trophies now? Uh, nostalgia stakes? Yeah. yeah. No, we, that's our new segment uh, where we just talk about old food that we used to eat when we were kids. Nostalgia steak. Nostalgia steak. That sounds like a good podcast. Yeah, it does, actually. Nostalgia so steak. Feel, any listener, feel free to start that podcast. All yeah. we request is 25% royalty. Right. Of all that podcast money. Yeah, oh, yeah. All that millions of dollars. Money. <laughs> uh, well,. Um, side note on that thank you to the Patreon people 2016 was a great year and we appreciate all your all your support because 2016 we did not have to pay for any of our hosting fees thanks to the listeners so thank you for that Woo-hoo. yeah alright so uh, Bert you got a trophy uh, yeah it requires to do a voice and uh, and I don't know how good it's probably going to be really bad but uh, my first trophy is going to be get to the chopper and that's uh <laughs> The, uh, beat the uh, chopper level at the end of uh, mission two. Did Arnold just join us for the podcast? <laughs> you know, um, uh, you ever wondered where the heck all those people are coming from in, inside of the helicopter? I have actually. <laughs> if, if you're supposed to be in the cargo bay, where the heck are all those people coming? There's no way the cockpit fit that many people. It's, and if it did, that's a terribly designed helicopter. <laughs> it's, it's a clown helicopter. <laughs> yeah. It's like the clown car, but it's a helicopter. Oh, yeah. I got a cheat for that for that stage uh, for that part of the uh, uh, the helicopter stage right there. If um, if you're about to fall out the door, pause the game. Uh-huh. Uh, the door is on a timer, and that timer does not stop when the game is paused. 
So uh-huh. if you if you've been knocked uh-huh. over and you're getting sucked out the door, pause the game, uh, give it about a five count, and then unpause the game, and the door will immediately shut, and you'll be safe. Cool. Interesting. Sounds um, awesome. All right, Justin, you got a, do you have another one? Uh, yeah. Uh, you may be my brother, but today you're my enemy, and that is play as game or two player type B, and not just incidentally hit each other, but actually try to hit each other. Dude, on wow. purpose, fighting <laughs> the other guys. Nice. So. Did you know that that's actually a requirement at the end of the game for the? Uh, I don't know. If, I, I've never beat the arcade, uh, the second one on the arcade, but in the first game arcade in the first arcade game that is a requirement is to uh, kill each other at the end of the game if you play yeah. two i always thought that was cool we didn't get that on the nes but i always thought that was cool and mm-hmm. we're at the end um you 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 have to beat the game you like face each other because it yeah. turns out that jimmy's actually the bad guy or something oh well not not in the arcade in the arcade version uh you get to the end uh you beat willie uh that's the guy with the gun yeah and uh but if you make it there in uh uh with two players now you have to fight for the girl. Yeah, so, okay. That's so cool. then, you, you know, if you're playing two players, you have to beat each other up and kill one. Or only one of you can, can get the girl at the end of the game, basically. So I don't know if that, if that works in, that way in the, in the second game, actually. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it'd be interesting to find out, because I've, I've never beat it, so it'd be interesting to find out if that's just like a, a Double Dragon thing, you know? I, I beat the, the arcade second game just by myself. I've never beat it with another person, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got another one. It's called "It's the End of the World as We Know It," but I feel fine. And that is <laughs> uh, at the beginning of this. It, that is play this game and realize that a nuclear explosion or war is taken off, and all everything seems to just to be perfectly normal. All the buildings are there. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. No problems. No problems at all. I mean, there you go. All right. You got another one, Bert? Uh, yes. Uh, and, and I have to do a voice for it again. <laughs> a terrible voice. Uh, get to the choo-choo! And that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, defeat the train at the end of Mission 4 where you have to fight somebody that, uh, sort of, kind of, res- oddly enough, resembles a little bit of Arnold. Yeah. yeah. Alright. I like it. God, we get, we gotta get, uh, we're gonna have to get some promos made with, uh, Bert as Arnold. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't have any more. That was it for me. I don't either. That's it. No. How about, how about uh, dancing with myself? And that's uh, defeat your shadow at the end of the game. Oh, right. I like it. Cool. I like it. I guess, the, yeah, they're the, um, the shadow warriors are you, sort of. Yeah, they do this thing <laughs> where they, 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 they kind of melt into the floor and then they show up inside you and they punch you from inside and... Uh, and your character does this little dance. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's the invisible double dragon attack that mm-hmm. Justin just demonstrated. Again, That's I just saw it. it, I thought, but maybe not. Right. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did it. He didn't see it. No, no, I didn't see it. But it, it was earlier. Butt, now my butt hurts. Oh. oh. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know, does anybody know what movie... Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold were uh, in together. The no, it was the spy movie. Uh, True Lies. True oh, Lies. Yeah, True Lies. No, I always, always get. 
I was getting Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman mixed up. Phil yeah, Hartman, Phil Hartman and, yeah. uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah, I get Phil mixed up. I love that line when they're at the beginning of the movie when they're escaping and they're driving the van and it's it's ice so it's sliding all over the place. It's just hitting side to side and Tom Arnold just jumps up to the front of the van and yells, "It's called ice and it gets a little slick." And his <laughs> delivery of that line just always kills me. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I mean, it's Tom hey. Arnold. So. Yeah, Tom Arnold's awesome. Hey, speaking of, he liked one of our tweets. We're making progress. Did, did he really? Yeah, it was during um, one of the f- one of the football games where the the Iowa Hawkeyes were were winning or something. Yeah. They were beating somebody, and uh, I think I think Dude Purcell had. I'm oh, sorry, Dude Purcell. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he had tweeted something, and we we tweeted also said, "Get them, Hawkeyes," and uh, Tom Arnold liked it. <sighs> Game we're almost changer. there. We're almost there. We're Game so changer. <laughs> Next episode, Tom Arnold. Yeah. All right. What about uh, what about a game rating? How do you guys want to rate this game? Mm. Type of cat that looks out windows. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if anybody sees the video, Justin's cat's just yeah. longing fully, looking out into the snow. He wants to yeah. play in the snow. He doesn't realize it's eight degrees outside. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, all, we've all seen my... those. We've all seen those cute videos of cats jumping in the snow. They love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dog does that too. She she will scratch at the door like, oh, I want to go out there. And then the second you take her out there, she's like, whoa, no, I want to go back inside. <laughs> I don't. Like did you guys yeah. did you guys see that video that's been circulating around lately? Uh, uh, I think they call it Kool Aid Cat. It's, I don't it's... think so. This lady opens her door and the uh, snow is like waist high and she's holding a bowl of uh, cat food, I guess. And she's calling out to her cat and the cat just busts through the snow. <laughs> it's, it's oh, just, yeah. There's like an explosion of snow and the cat's just standing there like that, like just <laughs> all posed. And every oh. time I show that, when I show that video to my friends or my family, I always yell, oh yeah, when the, when the cat pops through. <laughs> nice. I haven't seen that one, but I'll have to look it up. But seriously, how do you want to rate this game? Something unrelated to the game, obviously. Type um, of... Type of... French Islands. French Islands? <laughs> oh, it's an awkward silence. Oh. <laughs> French <laughs> Islands. Or French Islands. Type of French Islands. Only French Islands. <laughs> I think I know, like, one... Of the- one. Maybe I, I don't know any French islands. Oh, what's the one? Uh, I don't know. Any. I know th- there's that one where the heli- the the airport is right by the beach. Saint Martin. That Saint Martin. Yeah. Okay, so this game is that. It's Saint Martin. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Saint Martin Island. Hmm. I want to go to Saint Martin Island because I think that'd be so cool to be on that beach. That would be cool. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to look it up on YouTube because it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, that works. It's an awesome beach. French beach. Works for this game. Hang 10 feet above your head. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Works for me. That's what Double Dragon 2 is. It's an awesome game. Go and and get it. It is is an awesome game. (laughs) Yep. Final thoughts on the game before we get to... There's a couple phone calls we have for feedback. But we don't have any other feedback because I goofed and forgot to uh, 
post for feedback. Sorry, guys. Um, but a couple final thoughts on the game. I would say that it's pretty awesome. Um, if you you got to get used to the front back attack thing, but uh, as far as NES beat 'em ups go, this one ranks pretty high because it's it's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. It's uh, when we we'll get to Double Dragon Three eventually, um, but Double Dragon Three for me is a little too difficult, and this game kind of hits that sweet spot where it's it's difficult, but it's not as difficult as Double Dragon Three, and it's got the it's got all this pretty much the same mechanics and the same. Uh, I know Double Dragon Three has extra characters and stuff, but Double Dragon Two has pretty much the same mechanics and the same graphics and the same sound, and it's a little bit easier. Um, it's a good place to start, I would say. Um, so I don't know. I think this game's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else I agree. got any final thoughts? I agree. I think this game is uh, pretty awesome. It's a it's a great follow up, and and I think even better to the even better than the original. So. Well, as um, as a kid, girl, uh, a kid who was introduced to the games in the arcade, and was a Nintendo port naysayer, uh, Double Dragon Two was the one that brought me into the Nintendo versions, and uh, yeah, it, it, it was the one that I actually owned the the second one uh, for a long time before I owned the first one. Uh, so, um, great game! It's the one that you know brought a naysayer like me uh, and converted me. So, awesome game! Check it out. Nice. I would, yeah. I would say if you if you're gonna pick up a Double Dragon game, and you're, this, you're just gonna pick one up, and and you don't, you have the option of one, two, or three. This one probably be the good, good would be a good go to. I thought you were gonna say this one would be the gooder. This one would be the good. It is the gooder. Be the goodest one. It's, it's the, the more gooder one. one. <laughs> <laughs> it's more gooder than all the other ones. It's more I good. <laughs> all right. All right. How about uh, you guys want to do a couple phone calls and and call it a day? Let's sure. do it. All right. This one is really old. This one was supposed to have been for our Halloween episode. Um, it's a ghost story. Remember I asked for ghost stories a long time ago? Mm-hmm. So, um, Do I need to get my photon pack? You might. You might. So yeah. you need to. It's pretty long. Just so have it on the ready. Just have it on the ready. Settle in. Have your proton pack ready just in case the ghost shows up. There it is. Hang on. Wow. That's that's impressive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> It'll actually look oh, pretty realistic. You, you haven't seen it's that? shoot lasers. I, uh, I saw it in your I saw it in your cosplay, but uh, I'd never seen uh, never yeah, seen it just, just like, on the wall. My, yeah. Oh my uh, my slime blower's not in here. No, my um, I have a slime blower also that I built recently, and uh, I put silly string shooters in it. <laughs> so oh, so they, like they fly up when you hit it. So when uh, walking around, I can shoot silly string out of a slime blower. Nice. Okay, here we go. What's up, dudes? This is Ryan Jackson here. Um, I just wanted to call in over the Thanksgiving holidays. I went back and listened to a bunch of your past episodes because it's fun. And uh, listen to the Friday 13th episode. Yes, I know. But it's honestly a lot of fun to hear you guys bash a game just as much as it is to hear you guys talk well of a game. So I was listening to that one. And at the end of that podcast, Michael was talking about um, he puts up on Facebook or something like that, I forget, about people sharing their favorite ghost stories. And apparently no one did. Well, I have a ghost story that I would like to share, and I will be as brief as possible. And this ghost story is kind of interesting because it really happened to me. Um, so here we go. I promise you that nothing I'm about to say 
is embellished or exaggerated. This was several years ago. I was walking home after a youth event. I'm a youth pastor, so I was hanging out with teenagers at a park. And it was just after dusk, so it wasn't really light, but it wasn't completely dark. It was that, you know, dark-ish uh, time of night. And I was walking through the woods because our house was about, oh, maybe not even an eighth of a mile away. It had cut through this trail. And here I am in the middle of the woods. It's dark. And all of a sudden, I hear a baby cry. I kid you not. And I stop, and I look, and I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. And stopped, so I kept walking. And then I heard it again. And I know from horror movies that if you ever hear a baby cry, that's a bad thing. So I'm like, okay, all right, starting to get a little freaked out here. I look over to my right, and I kid you not, there is a white shape that is just moving at a steady pace through the woods. And I'm like, what the crap, right? And I see it, it's cutting through the woods, and it um, turns and cuts over to the trail that I'm walking on about, I don't know, 20 yards away, hops on the trail, and then turns and heads straight for me. And here comes this white shape, and the baby cry is getting louder. And you know in the movies, when we're watching, and you've always got that one or those couple of people who see something creepy, and they just freeze and stare at it, and you're shouting at the screen, move, dummy, move. <laughs> well, I'm here to say that their reaction is very real, because that's exactly what I did. I just froze, and I'm watching this white shape and this baby cry noise come right at me. I'm expecting to be either slimed or obliterated or something. I have no idea. And about when it gets about 10 feet away, it finally comes into focus. And it is a man in a white T-shirt pushing a stroller with his baby in it. <laughs> and he even said something like, hey, what's up? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's, that's good, I, Ryan's a good storyteller, actually. I was on the edge of my seat. I know. I was excited. He does call back because I guess he got cut off. I think he was going to. Uh, I think he was going to say um, some things about the show too. So let's let's listen. Let's listen here. I must have gone too long. Hey, it's Ryan again. Must have gone too long. It cut off. Anyway, it ended up being just a guy with a white t-shirt on pushing a baby carriage, <laughs> baby crying, and he was kind of in a hurry. He even said something like. Hey, man, what's wrong? As he passed, and I don't even think I responded because I was still getting over my shock, and it literally took a good 10, 15 seconds before I could force myself to move again and head on home. So anyway, that's my ghost story. I guess it's not really a ghost story. It's more of a, I thought it was a ghost, and it was just a dude. Anyway, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Great, uh, great to... I was about to say great to talk to you, but I'm not really talking to you. (laughs) Anyway, keep up the show. Love it. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Ryan. Good storyteller. Uh, and you're talking to us. We're talking back right now. See? Yeah, yeah. May not be a one-on-one back and forth, but it's a you talk to us, we talk to you. It's kind of like uh, back in the days of the old Morse code or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Here's some... Okay, we got several calls, uh, at least two, about peeing in the shower. If you guys want to cover that. <laughs> Let's cover apparently that. I'm, apparently I'm the only one that doesn't do that. Here we go. Dude. What's up? It's Sean. I'm just calling to uh, to let you know I'm listening to the Christmas episode right now, and you're talking about peeing in the shower. And I, I just I had to pause it. I had to call you. I had to put my two cents in. 
okay? So here's my morning routine. You guys ready for this? You got, yeah, you strap oh, in. I wake up. It doesn't matter how bad I got to pee. I just turn that shower on. I get right in. And I turn around. I just aim for the drink. That's what I do. <laughs> That's my morning routine. Aim for the drink. Uh, no biggie. No biggie. I don't make a mess out of it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've never heard someone so... Go against it. Also, I've never heard the phrase waffle stomping, uh, <laughs> referring to, you know, pooping in the shower. But, Ooh. you know, I, I have no <laughs> idea what game you guys are talking about, but I hope it's, uh, I hope it's pretty awesome. And, uh, rock on, guys. Keep on, uh, keeping on. You, uh, you keep doing you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Bye, Sean. guys. Appreciate it. Have a great show. We'll keep doing us. We'll right, do yeah. us. You do yeah, you. Yeah, you you keep peeing in the shower. <laughs> I guess I just um, he just aims for the drain, just goes right down the drain. I guess I guess he just got a big hole in his thing. I don't know in his in the bottom of his shower. I guess I just assume that anybody that pees in the shower just goes in there and just goes whee. <laughs> just all no, over you're the place. not peeing on the walls. Like, well, if it's first thing in the morning, it would be kind of hard to point down at the drain, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah true. That's, that's true. true. So tell me how that works, Sean. Got a heart shape. Actually, I don't want. I don't want to know. Sean. Yeah, let's let's don't, stop. Yeah, let's, let's leave it there. You I'm a, a I'm a vet. If you guys want to get blue, I'll get blue. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're okay. All right, here we go. Here's another one. Hey, dude, Jay, what's up, man? Hey, I was just <laughs> listening to the new Two Dudes episode. Oh, you mean the Christmas one? Yeah, you know the one where Justin. Well, not Justin, but okay. Dude, uh, dude, Jay is just having a having his own little conversation <laughs> with himself. <laughs> okay, here we go. Michael says, "Hey, peeing in the shower is kind of gross," and then immediately proceeds to make the waffle stomping joke. Yeah, that one was pretty funny, right? <laughs> it was funny, Jay. Yeah. Well, Michael, you just you just pee in the shower. That's you, you pee in the shower. There's there's no ifs or buts about it. Just pee in the shower. Just do it. And uh. Christmas, well, it's going into Christmas. It's the day before Christmas Eve. So I'm hoping I get a little too much to drink this weekend, and hopefully I'll call you up and leave a really good message. <laughs> nice. He never did, unfortunately. He must have not had enough to drink. Or maybe too or, much. Or too much, and just forgot. Yeah. All right, one more. This one's about, this one may be about Die Hard, actually. Hey, dudes. Uh, I heard you guys covered Die Hard. I've never actually played that game. Sorry. But I heard okay. it was based on a movie. Uh, I've never actually seen that movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did see a movie called Live Free or Die Hard. I can't wait till you guys cover that game. Um, but the real reason I was calling is because I heard you guys covered Bad News Baseball. And you guys left something very important out. Nobody mentioned that it's a survival horror game. The umpires are evil Easter bunnies from hell. Oh, okay. That's so bogus. I mean, you might as well replace them with Sergeant Slaughter. It's just terrifying. Oh. I'll go back really to playing RBI baseball. Uh, I can't handle that. This turned into a horror. Anyway, uh, can't wait 
for you guys to cover Captain Skyhawk. I don't know what's supposed to be our next game. So excited. And I'll give you a little advice. Always upgrade your cannons first. And just give it to them. Just go full speed, full throttle. It's awesome. All right. Can't wait to hear it. All right. See you next time. Later. Was Captain Dallas supposed to be our next game? <laughs> you think it's possible somebody really hasn't seen Die Hard? Uh, it's possible. Do I think it's likely? No. Best Christmas story ever. That's right. Although some would argue it's not Christmas story, but we get, we already got into that. <laughs> That's right, another well, game that was awesome in the arcades. I didn't really care for the Nintendo version. Uh, well, we talked about it on the last show. I think we decided we actually kind of liked it, but. Uh, yeah. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to listen to yeah. something about uh, Die Hard. I'm talking to everybody. Ah, sorry. Yeah. Thought you were telling me to go listen. It's, it's weird when you're talking on the when you're talking on a podcast. You're talking. To, I'm talking to you literally, but uh, metaphorically, metaphysically, whatever, whatever the term is. I'm talking, talking to the masses. Talking to everybody, right? When I say the, you, are you breaking down the fourth wall, fourth ear? Yeah. Third ear. Third ear. Third ear. 3D, 4D, 5D. 3E. 7, 8, 9, 10. All right. Uh, Bert, tell us one more time how to find your YouTube, and um, and then we'll let Justin close us out. Uh, sure. We're, uh, we're, uh, uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Bert the Stormtrooper, and uh, you can find me on Facebook at Bert the Stormtrooper Reviews. All right. Sweet. And Justin, how can they find us? Uh, go to our website, two dudes in a nest.com, nintendudes.com, or nesdudes.com. And you can always find us on any social media Facebook, Twitter, leave us feedback, go join Ryan Ballard over there at Google Plus, and give us some feedback, and we'll read it on the show. And also, always give us some iTunes reviews, and we'd love to play your calls like we just did. And you can call us at. I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I'm almost done. Yep. You Sorry can call us at uh, <laughs> our, tel- our telephone number. Sorry, uh, I got I got to take the uh, dog out here in just a second. Speaking of the dog, um, you can call us at seven seven five seven retro one, or that is seven seven five seven seven three eighty seven sixty one, or go on the website nesdudes.com on the mobile version. There's a little Phone up in the corner, hit that button, and bada bing, bada boom, you're calling us. Yeah. And shout out to the Retro Junkies. Shout out to the Wee Dude for the music. Appreciate that. And shout out to the Fox Dude for the logo. Love it. Yeah. And until next until next time. Two dudes out. That's our new that's our new outro. I haven't told you yet, but all right. <laughs> just kidding. I like it. Alright. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.